Thank you for joining us this morning on this wonderful Sunday morning. I'm Pastor Nelson, and on behalf of my pastor, Pastor Mark and Pastor Samika, we want to thank you for joining us here at Kingdom Rock. Why don't you go ahead and call someone and let them know that Kingdom Rock is on the air. You can reach us at www.kingdomrock.org. And it, is, it would be a blessing if you share this message today. I believe that God has given me something, a word of encouragement for you today because I've, I've received it, I've heard it, and it has encouraged me. This morning, I want to start with a quote. And it reads this morning, it says, um, If you don't see yourself as a winner, then you cannot perform as a winner. In other words, you have to see yourself as a winner. You have to see yourself as a overcomer. You have to see yourself as that which you are trying to, to be uh, 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 attain. That that you're trying to, the place that you're trying to get to, you got to see yourself there before you can even start to get there or start planning. You can visualize it in your mind. If you don't see yourself as a winner, then you cannot perform as a winner. You'll always tell yourself, I can't do it. And they will come up with so many different excuses. And it's the same thing. I want to talk to you this morning on the subject of, I see me as he sees me. God has created man. And let, let me back up a little bit. Let's talk about the manufacture, for example, of a table. If you order a desk, you have an office, you order a desk. And this desk that you order... They told you that it will be shipped in a box. And the man who made this desk, in his mind, I believe that he's, he has made this desk as simple as possible with the least experience of, of um, putting this desk together. So he's, he's trying to make it as less complicated as possible so that anyone, it doesn't matter who you are, if you are a person who never built a desk before and you follow the instruction, you will be able to put it together the way that he has built it. And he himself has put on the box the picture of what the desk will look like when it, when it is put together. And he has gone as far as put instructions in the box. He, so, in other words, he know the limitation of the desk. He know when you put the desk together, there should be no pieces left behind. In other words, it's the same thing with us and God. The scripture said God created man in his image and in his likeness. In other words, God knows the limitations of man. He know what we can handle. As it's said in the word, he will not put more on us than we can handle. So he built us. We were wonderfully made in his image and in his likeness. And he know what we can take. And that's why he said in his word, love one another as I have loved you. Now, let's look back at how he loved us. My goodness, it would take me all day to go down this list. <laughs> He loved us so much, the scripture said that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. His only begotten son. And the scripture went on to remind us that it was with his precious blood, the blood of his son, the blood that cost so much. You heard this song. You'll never know how much it costs to see your Savior 
hanging on the cross. What, what is he doing on the cross? He is paying for the sins of the world. And God is saying, love each other the way he loved us. Now, some might say, well, that's impossible. Are you telling me that I can love the man who talks about me? The man who tried to run me over? The man who tried to destroy my business the way God said to love him? Well, yes, we can. Because I don't believe that the maker, the creator as human being, and as the scriptures say, our inner parts, they are wonderfully made. They are delicate. They, they have been woven together in such, a, such complex that men can, even, men, men can hardly understand the human body. They, they can only go so far. That's why we, ha we have healing. That's why we have spiritual healing because what man can't do, God is the only one who can do the rest. And he's saying, love each other the way I have loved you. If he did not know that we couldn't love that way, he would never tell us to do something that we can't do. I don't think God, our father, will do such a thing to his children. <clears throat> so let us go to the first scripture. And let us see ourselves as he sees us and why. Romans 8, 17 says, and if we are his children, this is the Amplified Version, and if we are his children, then we are his heirs also, heirs of God and follow a fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his spiritual blessings and inheritance. If indeed we share in his suffering so that we may also share in his glory. Again, verse 17, and if we are his children, then we are heirs. We are also fellow heirs with Christ. And that's what we are doing. We are sharing in his spiritual blessings and in his inheritance. Now, what is an heir? An heir is a person who, inherit, who inherits or is entitled by law or by the terms of a will to inherit the estate, the estate of, um, of another. Excuse me. The estate of another. So if you are an heir of God, if you are joint heir with Christ, think about all the brothers and sisters that we have in the world. And think about each one of us have, um, getting a piece of that pie. And guess what? There is more than enough for all of us because he is the source of everything and he cannot run out. Now, we are in a time now in our life where we have experienced a very big turbulence in our life and it shakes the world. Not just here in the United States, but all over the world. And some are thinking, man, the price of food is going to go up. Man, we can't find meat. We can't find bread. It's hard to find bread. It's hard to find the things that we need are the things that you might like to eat. And if this thing continue like this, it seems like some of us is going to go hungry. But I'm here to tell you this morning, you got to see yourself as God sees you. 
He is seeing you here as one of his child. And what he is saying here to you, that you are here to share in the spiritual blessings and the inheritance of his. Let's go to the next scripture. And I love what, how David put it. And we know that David had a real relationship with God. He knows God. God spoke about David as a man after my own heart. He was a man after my own heart. That's the relationship that they had. David knew God. And here is David talking about God. He says, in Psalms 24, verse 1 to 2, it says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belongs to him. For he laid the earth foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean depths. Let's go back up to verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And the scripture reminds us over in John. That for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And over in Romans, it's also, it's not on the screen right now, but over in Romans chapter 8, it talks about God who did not withhold his only son from us, but give him up for us all. Won't he give us everything else? We have to see ourselves the way God sees us, as his children. And he loves us. We got to see ourselves being loved by God. Because as we, this, the quote says earlier, if you cannot see yourself as a winner, you will never be able to perform as a winner. How many times or how many lives has been destroyed by just receiving something from men that have so much limitations compared to receiving it from God who is with him all things are possible and we receive this word from a man who only knows so much. He can't even tell what is going on tomorrow. He can't even tell what is going to happen tomorrow. And here, he, he, and here he is telling someone, you will never amount to nothing. And he received that, and he stands still and never progress in life. Compared to another man who he tells this man over here on the right, you will never amount to nothing. And this man over here on the right is saying, what God has for me, it is for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? And he has progressed in life and have accomplished all that he wants to. Why? The one on the left never accomplished anything? Because he sees himself as the man on the left is telling him that he will never amount to anything. Compared to the man on the right who sees himself as God says, you are more than a conqueror, and with me all things are possible. The scripture also reminds us, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. I am the vine, you are the branches, and without me, you can do nothing. We have to see ourselves the way God sees us in this day and age. There's so many people that is thinking that I'm going to run out of money. I'm going to run out of food. I'm going to run out of, of everything that I have if this pandemic continues. 
But I thank God for his word, and I thank God for his Holy Spirit. The scripture says when the Holy Spirit comes, he will remind us of the things that God has taught us. The things that Jesus told us when he was on this earth, we are here now reaping the benefits because we believe. And every believer should be in the place where they can walk with their heads held high. They can have their joy. Our pastor has been preaching on this for a couple of weeks now. Peace in the storm. Psalms 91. Those who abide in that secret place. Those who allow the word of God to saturate their heart to the point that they're only going to believe what the word of God says. Those are the ones who will stand to the end and who will share in this inheritance as the scripture says John 16 and 15 says right below what David just says it says all things that the father hath are mine therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shew and shall shew it unto you that is Jesus speaking. He said, all things that the Father have is his. So in other words, we don't have a father that is broke. In other words, we don't have a father that can't take care of this whole world by himself. David said, the earth is the Lord and everything in it. And remember, as a father, if I own 10 houses and I have three children... Basically, everything that I have belongs to them. Because as soon as I leave this earth, it all goes to them. Right now, I'm just mining. I'm just taking care of it for them. <laughs> Basically, I'm just taking care. I'm just holding it until they get to the age of 18 or, you know, what we say, they're being uh, emancipated. Now they are uh, an, an adult. They reached that age where they now can take care of themselves. So I'm just taking care. I'm just cutting the grass. I'm painting and doing all these maintenance just for them. Likewise, our Father, Jesus says, all things that the Father hath are mine. The Father is taking care of all these things so that he can release it into the hands of his Son. That's his inheritance. And we are now called sons of God. So why are we struggling with, um, the scripture said, don't take no thoughts for tomorrow, what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. God got that. That's what he's taking care of. So that when tomorrow comes, it's already there for us. All we got to do is to stand firm, walk upright before him, and be that light that he calls us to be. Because there is so many that is still walking in darkness. So many that is still trying to figure it out. They are confused. They don't know the Lord. And here we are now. We, got, we don't have to worry about the food and the clothing and all that stuff. Our main focus should be on reaching those that are lost. Live a life upright before them that they, you can draw them to you. That they'll come and ask, but how come you are so happy in all this? And then you can respond, the joy of the Lord is my strength. But how come you, you guys still eating and, and you still driving a nice car? You haven't lost you, your house. You haven't lost your house. You haven't lost your car. And you guys, there, there's so much joy in your house because we are standing on that solid rock, which is the word of God. We are standing on his promises. That's, that's the only thing we have right now. 
I've read, I've heard the news where people have lost millions of dollars in a day because of the stock market crashing. Now all the money can go. They can still have life. And if they believe in God, they can still have joy and peace and everything and replenish that which has been lost. So you see, what, what will last forever? The scripture said, everything will pass away, but my word, it will stand. The money, the house, everything. You, you got to love God enough to the point where you know if the house is gone, it will be replenished. You can get another one. Because you are standing with a God that owns everything. And you have an inheritance in his owning. My God. Psalms 139 verse 13 to 14 says, and we're talking about seeing ourselves the way God sees us. Because if we don't see ourselves that way, if, you don't see, if we don't see ourselves as an overcomer, if we don't see ourselves as a child of God, we we'll always think of ourselves as an outsider and we will live that way. Always complaining, oh, I don't have this. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, yes, the bills are coming, but how am I going to pay the bills tomorrow? Y'all asking me to do this. I don't have it. But when you are and you understand and you see yourself the way God sees you as one of his own, as he said, as the scripture says, if you, earthly fathers, Know how to give good gift to your children. What about me, your heavenly father? Don't you think I can give better gift than you? In other words, what he's saying, don't you think I can take care of you better than your earthly father? Why are you worrying about tomorrow? Why aren't you in that secret place enjoying that rest that I have prepared for you? Why aren't you in this circle just relaxing and saying, my God, shall provide, shall supply all of my need. I have nothing to worry about. And you got to be bold enough because people will talk about you. You have to be bold enough to, to confess that. I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. I'm not going to worry about the bills. Yes, let the bills come. But I know who have my back. The one who owns all, who have all. Psalms 139 verse 13 to 14 put it this way. And I love David. And that's why I'm saying David had a relationship with God. David knew God. And the man, he knew God so much that he speaks so highly of God. You read the Psalms. He always prays in God. He said, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. My God. How well I know it. He said, I know. He, he's saying there's no man can make this machine right here. No man can do this. It had to be a God beyond all gods. <laughs> and he is saying, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Men have something that no other, not human being, no other species in this world can have. A mind to create. A mind. The Bible says in um, those um, folks that was, was building this tower trying to get up to heaven. 
God says, these people, they are on one accord. And if I don't stop them now, the things that they put their mind to do, they will accomplish it. I have to go down. <laughs> I got to stop them. So he came down and he confused them. So you can see when we are on one accord, when we unite, you, can you see the strength that we can have? That no, no one will go hungry? That no one will lack anything? Because by the time I call Pastor Mark and say, uh, we don't have any gas, put my pride aside, we need some gas. Because that's my brother. I can, I can talk like that. I don't, please, uh, we, don't, we don't have any gas over here, Pastor Mark. Uh, we don't have any food. But because of his love, he began to send out. Send out and none of us go hungry because of the love. We unite together. Can you see the power in that? They unite, in it, they unite together and they begin to build this tower and they keep going up and keep going up. The mind of man, the imagination of man that God has blessed us with so much. God has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness that in this day and age, none of us should have any complaint. Because when you look at the children of Israel, they went on complaining after God has opened up the Red Sea, after God has de uh, defended them, after God has provided for them. God began to get so annoyed with their, uh, with their, their uh, complaining. Because all he wanted us to do, he, the scripture said, ask and you shall receive. So why sit back and say, well, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It's almost like we are calling God a liar. When he said that you can, he said, if you knock, the door will be open unto you. If you seek, you shall find. But we must see ourselves the way he sees us because he will never tell us to do something that we can't. It's just like the man who built that desk and every hole have a screw. Every notch got to be put together and you screw it together. He know that this desk will come together if we follow the instructions. Likewise. If we follow the instructions of God, man cannot fail. And man will say, human being will say, that's impossible because you are a human. But I can tell you, with God, all things are possible because Jesus Christ says, I am divine. You are the branches apart from me. You can't do nothing. So what I'm saying, I'm saying I'm with him. Wherever I'm going, I'm with him. Just like that skit that we show one Sunday, the man said, how did he get in? Look at his file. And the other man look, look, look at him and said, I'm with him. And if he is with him, it's just like when you go to a club and there's this brother that is well known. The bunkster look at him and said, uh, go on in. He, pay, he bypassed the line and he's going in. And all you got to do, because you both came there together, all you, you got to say to the bouncer is, I'm with him. And you gone. <laughs> I'm with him. So today we have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to be rejoicing about because we are with the one who owns everything. The one who said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And we have to see ourselves in that manner. You cannot be a winner if you see yourself as a loser. That's why sometimes so many boxers, they are successful because they intimidate their opponent before they get to the ring. They said all these things. 
So if he believe all what he's hearing, by the time he get to the ring, he's already a loser. Mentally, he was destroyed. He destroyed him without touching him. And that's why the Bible says he reminds us about words. He said, you got to be careful what you say because we will be held accountable for every word that we spoke. The idle words, the words that is not, the words that you, you have um, sent out and, and send someone in a bad route and, and cause harm to that person, we will be held accountable for that. Every word that we speak because words are so powerful. Genesis chapter 1 verse, Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, and it says, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, here is God, our Father. He created us, blessed us, and he said unto us, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the, fishes, over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon, upon the earth. Now, who would put such a burden and someone that they think could not, have, could not carry out this mandate or this commission. We are living in, in an age, in a time now where, yes, we have seen so many that die from, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> we have seen so many that die. We have seen so many that lost their job. We have seen so many that is still unsure of tomorrow what they're going to do or how they're going to pay their bills. But here we are, way back in Genesis, he is telling us to have dominion over the earth. And what he gave us to do to, to have dominion, how, how, he, how he's helping us to have dominion over all this, by using his word. We don't have to go out and fight. We don't have to go out and pick up a gun. We don't have to go out and, and fight, find something that would harm someone. We can have dominion over the earth with our words. It, the Bible said we was made in his image and in his likeness. And how did he create the world? He spoke. Let there be light. Let there be light. And today he's telling us with this dominion that we have, we can also call those things which are not as though they are. You can replenish what is in your kitchen. You can replenish your health by calling yourself heal. You can replenish by praying and ask God to put someone or to send someone. Or, a matter of fact, my God, he said that he know what we need even before we ask. So which means that it's, it's there. It's, it's just, it, it is just waiting for us. All we got to do is ask. What are you missing in your life in this day and age that you need to replenish? That all you have to do is to ask because he has given us specific instruction. He said be fruitful and multiply. Just like the man with the desk. He te he's telling you when you look at the instruction he said 
this uh, A, which is the screw, must go into hole A. He said this side, which is the front, must line up with side B and C. He know that you can put this thing together. He know that we can replenish the earth. He know that we can subdue. And that's why he gave us this commission. And we are here, believers now got to stand up and be that light. We can't be the one that is joining the crowd and say, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. It's like we're telling God, what you're saying is impossible. And he is telling us, with God, all things are possible. And Jesus Christ himself is saying, which is God, he is saying, apart from me, you can't do nothing. So if you stay connected to the vine, if you stay in your word, if you continue to meditate on this word day and night, then you will make yourself successful. Your way will be successful because he already gave us everything that we need to make this journey. So when we get to this point in our life, why are we so surprised with the thing that is happening? He's already equipped us for all this. He already equipped us to replenish, to re subdue. All that is lost, we got to replenish. It's up to us now. He's not going to do anything else. He's already did what he's supposed to do. He made us and he blessed us and he gave us. The scriptures say he even touched our mouth and put his word in our mouth. He, Christ is saying, in that day you will know that I am in you. I'm living in you. The word is in you. All you got to do, send the word out and let it replenish. Let it subdue. Let it have dominion over your community. Why are we standing around waiting for the government? Why are we standing around waiting for the next stimulus? Why are we standing around waiting for men that have so much limitation to do what God said that we can do? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We are the one who's supposed to be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. He said to have dominion over the fishes. Over the fowls of the air and every living thing that creepeth upon the earth. It has already been downloaded into this machine. As David said, thank you for making me so wonderful. You made me so complex. You even download the mind of Christ in me. I, it's not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I take off the old man and I put on the new man, which is the mind of Christ. I can stand. He overcame. I can I see my father as he sees me. I see myself as my father sees me. He sees me as a winner. He sees me as a conqueror. He sees me as an overcomer. I got to see myself in that way because if the two is not lined up, something going to be out of line. And when we pray, we will be prayer amiss. We will be prayer without faith. And without faith, it will be impossible to please God. Because I think it pleases him to bless us in that way. I think it pleases him to bless us with such knowledge that we can be fruitful and multiply. I, be I believe that it pleases him that we have the wisdom, his wisdom, that we can solve problems. We are problem solver. We got to see our problems the way our father sees them. They are like grasshoppers in our eyes. If we can't see ourselves as the giants, 
If we can't see ourselves as the overcomers, we will see ourselves as grasshoppers. And you know what? The problem will overcome us because the problem is going to see us the way we see ourselves as grasshoppers. We got to let the world know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We have to proclaim that. And the only how we're going to proclaim that is by seeing ourselves the way God sees us. And when we see us that way, then we can go out and then we can conquer the land. As Caleb and Joshua says, we can take this because they know that the God that they serve has already did all these other things. Won't he give you what he promised, that little thing? Won't he give you that land? Won't he strengthen you to go up and fight? And, and the good thing about God, and he said, stand still and see. See the glory of God. Just that I will fight for you. What he said to Martha, he said, didn't I tell you if you believe that you will see the glory of God? Likewise, it still applied to us today. If we believe, don't you think that I will take care of you? Don't you believe that I, what I said, you'll never see the righteous forsaken all their seed begging for bread? If you stand still, if you believe, if you don't waver, if you're not moved by every doctrine, every voices, every, every news that you hear, if you're not moved by that, if you consult me first, you will see my glory. Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 9 says, Then the Lord put forth his hands and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Your mouth has now become a lethal weapon. You will be spitting blessings and re replenishing and dominion everywhere. It's, a mad, it's, it's so funny that when we sneeze, there's no, uh, an earthquake. Our houses have been blown away because of the power. Look what he did to the Red Sea. Stretch out your rod. And the sea just parted. And they went through on dry land. Rahab said, we've been up here shaking all from the time we heard what happened. We expect you guys to come and take over this whole land. What took you all so long? The, all the men up here have been shaking in their boots. As to, I guess some of them probably disguised as women say so you won't kill them. They, they probably, they've gone into hiding. What, what took you guys so long? When she heard what God has done, they heard what God has done. And this God, our God, he said, I put, then the Lord put forth his hands and touched my mouth. So you see, God will never tell us to do something that he's not, he has not e equipped us to do. When he said to love one another as I have loved you, it's because we, we, we were made by love. God is love, the Bible says. And we are made in his image. And Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches, which means that what is in the vine got to be in the branches. It's the same nutrition just flow all the way through. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is now in us. Vine and branches, connection. He touched his mouth. And the Lord said, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. So when we stand today, when we look around, as Pastor Mark was, was preaching on Psalms 91, when we find ourselves in the place where we 
maybe unbelief or shaking or we see something that upsets us. What are we going to do? It doesn't say, it doesn't mean that because you're shaking a little bit, you'll go down. You can stumble, but you can, most times you, you catch yourself before you hit the ground. In other words, if I'm thinking something negative, if I'm thinking some kind of uh, uh, the bills are coming, uh, I don't have enough, I can catch myself before I finish that statement. I say, oh, no, you're not. If God is for me, who can be against me? My God said that he will supply all of my needs. I'm going to stand in his word. It doesn't mean that you have to hit the ground. Catch yourself before you hit the ground. In other words, catch yourself before you begin to send those words out of your mouth. I can't. I don't. I don't know how. I, all these negative words, these are seed. And if they fall into good grounds, they will produce. If you have a piece of uh, a plot of land and your intention is to plant sweet potatoes or say tomatoes. If your intention is to plant tomatoes and somehow... You drop a bean in that same soil. Your intention wasn't for the bean, but the bean fall in good soil. What, what, what do you think that bean is going to do? Because seed produce, it hits good soil, it is going to produce. It's the same thing with your words. Oh, my back is killing me. And we, we, we continue with that every day. Oh, my back is killing me. Is that a good phrase? No. Oh, my back is killing me and we keep going on. What do you think going to happen? It is the same result as saying, I am healed by his stripe. I am healed by his stripe. I am healed. It's the same results. He said, I put, I, he touched my mouth and put, and the Lord said, behold, I put my words in your mouth. We have the word of God inside of us. We have what the world does not have. The Bible says, and this word is more powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Look at what Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, right below that says. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. My God. We don't have to wait on that check I'm not saying you turn, it away, you turn it away and you don't take it. God have ways of providing. But if our sole purpose, the only reason we can see that that's the only way I can get my needs met, by waiting on the government or waiting on someone else to do something, we are basically off course. God have ways of providing that none of us know about. When you think it coming from across the way, He's, it is right in your house. When you think it's coming from down the street, it is coming from across the way. So what I'm saying, don't let the government or anything else be your sole provider. Let God get it to you any way he can. Because they say, the wealth of the wicked, yes, it is laid up for the just. But don't stay home or in a place where, just like the lotto. I'm going to play the lottery so I can re retire. I'm going to play the lottery so I can retire. I'm going to play the lottery so I can retire. But what, what about God? You see, you already chose one way when God have about how many millions ways. And that one way you have, you focus on that one way. And because you focus on that one way and that one way doesn't come, you remain the same. 
But if you can see yourself the way God sees you, when he said, ask, and you shall receive. And he said, when you ask, if you believe that you receive, it will be granted unto you. He never tells us to try to figure out where's our next roll of toilet paper coming from. There's none on the shelf. He never tried to figure. You could be walking down the road and someone said, hey, brother Nelson, you know, God, is, you was on my heart. I got something for you. And he gave you a big bag of goodies. And next thing you know, there's at the bottom, at the bottom of that bag, a big uh, a cartoon of, of toilet papers. It could be something else that you're missing. So you see, if we don't see ourselves as God's children, precious in his sight, that he is the good father that can outgive our earthly father, we will miss it. And then we will find ourselves in a place trying to figure it out. We'll try to, we'll find ourselves in a place with the same, what they say, com misery, misery, love, company. You know, the ones that complaining when you start talking something, when someone starts speaking negative again about the government, then you find a whole group of people come in and they, they start talking all that negative stuff. And then they, over on this other side over here, when you find good people start talking about the goodness of God, you find those who, who know the goodness of God, they all start coming together. If we don't see ourselves the way God sees us, we're going to end up in the group over here that always find something negative to say. And now they're never, they're never going anywhere. But when we see ourselves the way God sees us, already blessed, already favored, already in the place of rest where we can come home and we can relax. We can call our neighbor and we can check, hey, how y'all doing over there? I was just thinking about you. Man, I love you guys so much. All right, we'll, see, we'll talk to you. When you find you, when you see yourself the way God sees you, you will always find yourself in the place of rest. Not worrying about tomorrow. If the business go down, God has made you so wonderfully. You are so complex. You are so full of knowledge that you can start two or three or even one bigger than the one that you had before. He said to replenish the earth. You got to be fruitful. You already have dominion over these things. But we have to see ourselves in that way. We have to see ourselves. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Which means that you can... I, I, I mentioned earlier with the example of someone is telling another young man, you will never amount to anything. You are just so stupid. You, 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 you will never accomplish anything in life. And he received that to the core of his heart and walked away with his head down. You know what you just did? You just speak death. You just killed another seed right there. And he believed that so much that he walks away and all his life, he just received just the mediocre part of life. Someone is just, they're just, he's just receiving handout. You know, just, just, just what he think he is, that's what he begin to act like. Compared to the power, death and life. Life are in the power of your tongue. You can speak life to, the, to another young man who has been discouraged and said, God loves you. You have been wonderfully made. You made in the image of God. God want the best for you. He said, beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. You can be good. You can be a champion. You are a winner. 
You can speak life. And we don't have to wait for someone to speak it over ourselves. We have to be able to see ourselves the way God sees us. We have to be able to see ourselves that way. Because if you don't see yourself as a winner, you will never be able to perform as a winner. Until we change the conception of ourselves, we will never be able to change the world that we live in. But the moment that we change the conception of ourselves, we see ourselves different, a winner, an overcomer, then we will be able to change the world that we live in. We won't be able to see color as a hindrance. We won't be able to see lack as a hindrance. I don't have no money. I don't know how I'm going to do We won't be able to see all these things as hindrance. We all, we was, all we are going to see is I can because God says with God, all things are possible. With man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. My goodness. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45, it says, David replied to the Philistine, You come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have, de whom you have defiled. Again, David had a relationship with God. God calls David, God referred to David as a man after my own heart. I'm going to read this other script. I want to get to this script. Let's go to Acts chapter 13, verse 22, and we'll come back to David. And it says, but God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God says, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. A man after my own heart. Now, in order for David to be successful, how, how, how is David supposed to see himself? God is saying he's a man after my own heart. That's a high level of, um, of encouragement. That's a high level of encouragement. That's a high level of, I'm vouching for you. That's a man after my own heart right there. And this is, God is seeing us the same way now that those are my children. And I love them just as much as I love, love Christ. And here we are holding our heads down and we can't see ourselves that way. And we keep backing ourselves in a corner and we keep receiving everything that the world throws at us and thinking we have the best. No. You must see yourself God's, the way God sees you in order for you to have that spring, that, that, that hop in your step and that upbeat and the, the happiness and that joy. If you can't see yourself that way, you will fall into the crowd of murmuring and complaining. When the, the scripture is saying, the joy of the Lord is my strength. But this is what I want to get to. Psalms 19 and 14. We're going to end in this one. Psalms chapter 19, verse 14, and we talk about David, and as you, if you read the life of David, you can see how God was in his life. David started as a young age as a warrior, defeating bears and lions, and God was with David. God, David did some great things, and he wrote some wonderful things about God. And look, listen to what he says in Psalms 19 and 14. 
Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And this is where we are today in our life. After all that God has said about us, you are my child. You are my ambassador. You are the light. You are the salt. I'm living in you. I will never leave you nor will I forsake you. He said that the, the, the righteous will never be forsaken or the seed begging for bread. After all that David have experienced God in so many different ways. Yes, he has made some mistakes. Yes, we have made some mistakes. But you know what? God never stopped loving us. He never stopped providing for us. Even those that, didn't, those that do not love him, the Bible said, he allowed the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. That's how good he is. And from David's experience, David is saying, let the words of my mouth and what I think about you in my heart be, be acceptable to you, Lord. Because he said, he, remember, he said, you have made me so wonderful. You knit my inner being, even in my mother's womb. And he said, thank you for making me so wonderful. So where we at now, what we are facing now, how can we stand by? And allow complaining and murmuring to come out of our mouth. I don't know what I'm going to do. Is that pleasing unto his ears? Are those words that is coming out of our mouth pleasing? I don't like you. I'm not going to share with you. I'm not going to give you. I don't care what happened to your family. You're sick. I don't care. I'm not coming. I'm not doing anything. Are those words pleasing unto his ears? Let the words of my mouth, David said. In this pandemic, let me give you praise. Lord, you are so wonderful. Lord, you are so great. You promise that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Even though a thousand fall up my left or ten thousand, it will not come nigh my dwelling because I am standing and I'm staying in this secret place. I'm going to abide in this secret place because it is your word. It tells me that you are the vine, I am the branches. If I don't disconnect from you, I will always feed from your nutrition. It says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. What is coming out of our mouth in this day and age? Oh, the government is no good. They don't care about us and this and that. I hate them and all that kind of stuff. What is coming out? Are those words pleasing unto his end? Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted in your sight. Those people over there, they just, they, all they care about, the rich. I hate them. I, I just hate, look at what they're doing to this, uh, uh, these people of race. Look at what they're doing to that one. I just can't stand them. They're just taking everything for themselves. I let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted in your sight. Why? Because he said, if we trust in him with all our heart, if we acknowledge him as our God, he will continue to supply our needs because that's what he does. He is the good, good father. He is the shepherd. We shall not want. But when we are saying something that is opposite of what he is saying, we might as well just go ahead and call him a liar. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm always by myself. 
I don't have no friends. I don't have nobody. Is it because you're not opening up and let, let, let folks see that love, let, their, let your love be radiated to someone else, let, you, let them see that you are someone that is approachable? He said we are made in his image. Joy, love, peace, the fruit of the spirit, they all should be in us. How can we ever be lonely? How can we ever be by ourselves? How can we... Ne- how can we starve to death when he always provided? Let the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart in this day and age where we are living in be acceptable to God. He is your strength and your redeemer. One scripture says, these people say with their mouth that they love me, but they deny me by the way they live. Can we deny God when we are standing in a crowd or in front of someone or in a place where what comes out of our mouth defiled us? It is, a, it, it is totally opposite from what God is saying. That we cause someone who was already in a bad mood of, of discouragement continue to, to, to say the things that, that is, is not pleasing in, uh, unto the Lord when we could have said something that he picked up on something good. Someone might say to you, oh, boy, man, things are so bad. You don't have to say, yeah, oh, yeah, it's real bad. Nope. God is good. He always, I'm trusting him. He always provides for me. They might get mad and walk away, but you have to stand strong. See yourself the way God sees you. And you will be successful. See yourself the way God sees you. And you will be healed. See yourself the way God sees you. That the words of your mouth and the, the, the meditation of your heart will be pleasing. That when you lay down at night and you meditate on the goodness of God. What he has done for you throughout the day, what he has done for your neighbor, what he has done for your brothers and sisters in Christ, that he will be pleased with that. Then to sit there, to lay there, lie on your bed and, and worry about things. As he said, do not worry about tomorrow. Cast your cares upon me. Trust God. And he will continue to keep you and provide for you. We want to thank you again for joining us here at Kingdom Rock. And if you have a friend that does not know about Kingdom Rock, I'm asking you to share this website, www.kingdomrock.org, where Pastor Mark and Pastor Samiko are the founder of this wonderful ministry. I thank God for the desire that he has to share this word of God all around the world. And let me tell you, one man can make a difference, but we together can even go farther. So let us join with this ministry. We want to thank you for your giving and continue to give to this ministry because we are sending the word out through television, through radio, through all the avenues that we can find because we believe that God wants all of his people to be successful. God wants them to be redeemed through the word of God. And we thank you so much for joining us. We love you. And before we go, let us pray out with you.
Father, we want to thank you right now in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, for your grace and your mercy. We want to thank you, Lord God, for the sacrifice that you have made. You have given us your only begotten Son. As the scripture reminds us, it said, you did not withhold your Son from us, but you gave him up for us all. Won't you give us everything else? Father, we said yes. We believe that you will. We want to thank you for healing those that are hearing right now. We want to thank you, dear God, for bringing comfort to those that are hearing you. That they will not worry, but they will cast their cares upon you. And they will trust in your word and believe what the word said. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Father, we thank you. We praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen and amen. We love you guys. On behalf of Pastor Mark and Pastor Samika again. Thank you for watching. See you soon. Bye-bye.